0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Modern Casanova Podcast with me, Troy Francis. This is episode 24 of the show and today the podcast is called Do the Opposite. So welcome to the show. Good to be here. I am in London, in Shoreditch, um, still in my apartment here and... uh, having a good time, sorting things out. I've got my last week in corporate work next week, which is uh, pretty exciting, although potentially fairly tedious as I get through that week, but uh, pretty exciting because this really is the start of something entirely different for me, an entirely new life, if you like, and I've been busy. Uh, I've visited some uh, my mother and uh, um, her husband yesterday and hung out with them, which was cool been sort of visiting some family and stuff, and then soon I'm going to be effectively taking my cases and leaving the country. So it's all good. It's all exciting stuff. Loads and loads of things coming up. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. So today, um, as I say, the podcast is called Do the Opposite, and this is based on a piece that I wrote for my website this week. Uh, So I wrote an article called Why You Must Do the Opposite. Uh, of what you think you should when you meet a hot girl and there was a picture a lovely picture of a very hot blonde lady to accompany that article so I hope you enjoyed that Uh, if you didn't get around to reading the article or you didn't see it then I'll do a link to it Uh, in the description for this episode but uh, that was the most popular article of the week on the site so I wanted to uh, come back to it and just riff a little bit on the uh, subject matter within that so I think to start let me read some of the post to you okay so I start off and I say game is a counterintuitive business in nearly every aspect the thing you think you should do is the exact opposite of the thing that works Should you tell her she's beautiful? No. Should you tell her you do anything for her? No. Should you tell her you can't live without her? No. If she goes cold on you, should you chase her to reassure her that you care? No. And so on. Sadly, we have been misinformed by our culture to such a degree that if we're not careful, we end up taking the very worst possible actions to achieve what we want. I don't believe, like some, that this is the result of some kind of great conspiracy. I don't think anyone's trying to pull the wool over our eyes, well not consciously anyway. I do observe though, that the men who get these things, either naturally or through studying in-game, are disproportionately rewarded with sex for their understanding. So if you wish to achieve similar sexual success, then it pays to get to grips with the realities of the marketplace. If you are new to game, still getting to grips with the many apparent inconsistencies of intergender dynamics, then you could do worse than to simply throw everything up in the air. Basically, whatever situation you find yourself in, do the opposite of what you think you should. If your first instinct is to sit politely and caringly while she tells you all her problems, uh, then change the subject instead. If your impulse is to go and buy her a drink, then hang back and ask her to buy you one. And if you're tempted to hold back and wait for the right moment to kiss her, then throw caution to the wind and do it anyway. So... I'll leave it there for the reading but that gives you uh, a flavor that's most of the post and that gives you a flavor of what the argument that i was making there and it was a, a short post it was a short article um and it was really on this thing about inconsistencies because as i said game is absolutely chock full of inconsistencies and one of the things that we learn when we come into this discipline when you know we start to uh look at the way that we interact with girls and think about how we can improve it one of the first things we realize is that uh a lot of the things that we're doing and we're doing those things in good faith are completely the opposite to what we perhaps should be doing so um and i gave some examples in that in that little bit that i read there so for example you know do you go up to her and say oh my god i think you're so beautiful you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Well, no, you don't, because experience tells us that, although that might be what we're told to do in the movies, or that might be what seems great, you know, in a, in a rom-com or something, in real life it doesn't work as well. You know, actually, the girl tends to be put off, if anything, because she's got so many guys out there who are kissing her ass already, that if you do it, then you're not differentiating yourself. You're just another easy-to-get guy uh, who she could Get with a click of her fingers. So there's no challenge there for her. That doesn't make it interesting or exciting for her. Uh, similarly, um, in a relationship, or particularly in a in a fledgling relationship that's new, do you say to her, Oh my god, I love you so much, I just want to be with you forever, I want to look after you and protect you, and this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me. Well, again. No, you probably don't, certainly not in those early, early stages of that relationship, because, again, unfortunately, this issue of reverse psychology comes into play, and anything that is too easy for human beings to get becomes devalued. And that's a sad fact, really. It's a sad indictment of the way that we are wired but it is true and i believe it's true of men as well as women so this isn't uh, anything against women per se but uh, it's just the way that things are so if something is too easy for you to get then you tend to value it less so in the intergender sexual marketplace what that means is if you uh, you know if you throw your commitment too freely at the girl or the girl that you're dating or you're interested in, then, you know, that's not going to go down so well necessarily because she's going to feel, and even if it's subconscious, she's going to feel that she got you too easily. You know, maybe you don't have other other options. If you don't have other options, why is that? Is that because you are not such a great catch as you are trying to make out? You know, you're not a player, so other women haven't selected you. So that's going to raise question marks, it's going to dent her attraction for you, it's going to drag things down. And if you're not careful, if you show too much enthusiasm, too much, you know, love for want of a better word, too much commitment up front, then you could find yourself getting dumped pretty quickly, which is uh, not the outcome that you're probably looking for. So you've got to be smart about these things, you know, and because we have the culture of the movies and the rom-coms and everything else, uh, we believe that what we're meant to do is to shower her with uh, with love, with, um, what's the word? you know, love without uh, any hope of reciprocation, and that is gonna somehow put us in a good position. But actually, we know from observation, and we know from, I know from my own experiences, and probably you do from yours as well, that that method isn't the one that's gonna pay the most dividends. So we have to play smart about this, you know, we have to h- hang back a bit. And, you know, as with many things, there's an element of, of um, fake it to make it with this. So it might be that you meet this girl and you know, you've know you been going out for two weeks and you, you do feel like you're madly in love with her. You do feel like she's the love of your life and she's so amazing and everything. Now, if you are feeling like that, I would say you need to have a look at some things on your side of the fence because it's possible that you know, you haven't experienced much abundance. It's possible that you've got a scarcity mindset. Maybe you're not that experienced with girls. You know, because really, if it's in those early stages, then you are moving too quickly. You know, you are, um, you know, you you are pushing the envelope too soon. And uh, she's right, really, to be suspicious and perhaps a little bit turned off by that, because that's not how relationships. Typically develop particularly in the Western world. So you've got to play smart. You know, you've got to hold, you've got to hang back a bit So if you are feeling those feelings if you are feeling one eye to see around her Then you need to find a way to pull back from that and that could be You know, perhaps you go out and you chat up other girls, you know, you go out and meet some other girls Not necessarily saying you have to do anything. You don't necessarily have to sleep with them, but you um, At least you're out there, you're being social, and you are showing yourself, you're demonstrating to yourself that you have other opportunities, that you have different uh, options on the table. Um, The other thing then that you need to do is potentially, you know, just broaden your own interests and experiences. You know, are you doing sports every day? Are you going out running? Are you going to the gym? Are you going swimming? You know, why not take some dance classes? do rock climbing, do some hiking. I mean, all of these different things. There's so many um, different things. And that's not even to get onto the subject of, you know, making your own business, uh, creating an income for yourself, doing something artistic, all of these different things. Um, if you are falling into sort of one see type feelings and relationships with Girls very very early on, then it would suggest to me that possibly there's something of that missing in your own life. So I would highly recommend if you find yourself in that situation that you take a step back and you have a look at your life more holistically because you know, is everything moving in the direction that it should be? So, you know, do have a look at those things, but getting back to the central points. The sort of conclusion of all of this in a way or the conclusion that i came to with all of this was you know a lot of the the way that we're taught to be is just fundamentally wrong in the sense that it doesn't get us the outcomes that we want and you know and even if it even if it's something that's not harmful like for example there's this whole thing about buying girls drinks and i think it comes from the point that um some girls, you know, you might get some girls in the bar who are just there because they want to get free drinks, and it's essentially almost a ripoff. You know, they'll talk to the guy to get the free drink, and then they'll they'll walk off. Um, you know, I don't think that's happening in the in the majority of cases, and I think you know actually, it's it's fine. It's kind of fine, really, to buy um, an, a drink in the early stages of an interaction, or certainly on a date. Absolutely on a date, I would say. I don't think that there's any reason not to on a date because if you start, you know, kind of quibbling about who's gonna buy the drinks, you're just gonna look like an ass, really, and it's not gonna, it's it's socially abnormal, it's not gonna do you any favors, you're just gonna look like a, you know, tight skin flint, and um, yeah, it's, you're just gonna get yourself blown out. So, you know, as long as you're not coming from a sort of provider angle, as long as you're not saying, hey, baby, I'm gonna buy you some amazing champagne, and, you know, cause you're so beautiful, and yeah, man, you know, as long as you're not coming from that angle then I think buying drinks is fine but at the same time you know the advice that I give in the column is to is to throw everything up in the air and just try something different because because why not because even if it's okay to buy drinks it's also very expected and it's also very conventional and it's not it's one of those behaviors, it's not gonna mark you out as different. Um, All you're doing really is oiling the wheels of, you know, normal, usual, polite social interaction, but you're not setting yourself apart, you're not creating any differentiation. So, what you could do, and this probably works better in a bar sort of pickup situation rather than on the date, which is slightly different, but you could refuse to buy the drinks, or you could do what I used to do, and this came from the early days of you know, game and mystery method and so on, is to uh, get her to buy you the drink. So you put yourself in the position of the the prize, if you like, and you know, when it comes to getting drinks from the bar, you sort of say, well, are you going to get me a drink then? And you jokingly reframe it so that you're expecting her to, to buy that drink for you. Um, Again, I mean, this kind of stuff has been done a lot. It's nothing new. So even that may now be played out. But I hope you can see as an example of just throwing the rule book out and doing the opposite of what you think you should do. The advantages of this are that you become unpredictable. You become, you know, somebody, you become differentiated from the other guys that she's met, and you're doing things that you know, are are just completely unexpected. And that makes it exciting, that makes it edgy, unpredictable, and it just makes you more interesting. And, you know, as I've said before, there's nothing that kills passion and romance and sexual attraction more than, you know, somebody who's boring, somebody who's vanilla, somebody who just plays by the rules, you know. And all of that stuff, it's not necessarily going to harm you. I mean, you can still get a girlfriend if you do all of that stuff. You can still get laid. You can, you know, whatever. But, you know, it's, it's not... They're not behaviours that are create, going to create passion. They're not behaviours that are going to create excitement. Um, they're not kind of alpha, rebel, bad boy characteristics, are they? They're just very conventional, you know, going by the book type behaviours. So, you know, look at it. Whatever you do, think about, well, what can I do differently? You know, so an example might be something like, uh, you know, you meet this girl and then um, you arrange to meet her for drinks and then 10 minutes before you're meant to meet, you cancel the date because you say that you've got something else that you need to do. Now, I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing that just for the sake of it, although although you can. I mean, that, you know, that has been used as a tactic um, before, but... Um, if you think about the girls when they get out asked out on dates, how many girls, when they agree, are then going to get flaked on? Essentially, girls, I think um, it's fair to say, suffer from the issue of flaking significantly less than guys do. For guys, it's a real it's a real issue, and you get people talking about it on the internet and exchanging tips and tricks about it because because it's a it's an issue that happens. With some regularity, you know that uh, a guy will arrange a date and then the girl cancels on him in the last ten minutes or something. but if you flip the script and you do that to the girl, then suddenly you know this is something that maybe has never happened to her before. this is precisely the opposite of the way all the other guys that she dates behaves. it's you know it, it's completely new to her and that makes you I mean she might curse you because you know you've spoiled her night out or you know and she hasn't made any other plans or whatever but At the same time, it's certainly gonna make you stand out. And I guess what I'm encouraging in this article really is that you just try to take a step back and and look at everything that you do and think, well, okay, how could I do the opposite of that? Or how could I do something diametrically opposed to that so that I'm gonna be more interesting, I'm gonna be more exciting, and I'm gonna generate more passion in her than I would do otherwise. So, it's a pretty simple piece of advice. I'm gonna keep it pretty short this week because I think, you know, this one is really, you know, kind of does what it says on the tin, really. But just think about that and think about ways that you can differentiate yourself. Think about how frequently you are falling into conventional groupthink inspired behaviors and then think about what you could do differently. And in many cases, what we discover when we learn game is that actually it's by acting the opposite that we think we're meant to act that we get the results that we're really hoping to see. So I hope that's uh, useful. I'd be really keen to hear any examples you have of behaving differently, doing, th- doing the opposite. Maybe you could do a challenge, you could do it for a week. You can have the week of behaving um, in the opposite way to social constraints, and of course, disclaimer, I'm not talking about doing anything illegal, I'm not talking about doing anything unethical or or immoral here, but, you know, just acting in a way that makes you stand out, that's different, refusing to go by social norms, rejecting, you know, the boring, the conventional, and stepping outside of the box. So, if you're up for that, it would be great to do that as a week challenge, and uh, I'd be, very very keen to hear the results and to hear the kinds of things that you got up to so do give me a shout and let me know how you get on any questions that you've got any thoughts uh any impressions or any uh ideas that you've got for content that you'd like me to cover in upcoming episodes please do drop me an email i'd love to receive them and i will get back to you so thank you that has been um another episode of the modern Casanova podcast with me, Troy Francis, and we will speak again next week. Bye-bye.